I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. That was The Shelters with Born to Fly. And up next, I have author Daphne DeMarneff standing by. She's the author of The Rough Patch. Good morning. Yes, hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I really enjoyed reviewing your book. I was uh, laughing a little bit because I was thinking, there's so many people that kind of open up to you and share these personal stories. And yeah, well, I am a couple therapist, so it's it's my line of work. Right, but even like if you're in a different setting outside of the office, do you sometimes get startled with how open, or is that just par for the course? Well, I think when you're a therapist, people often, uh, you know, uh, want to get help with their problems, even if you're in a cocktail party, so uh, right. that does happen. And, you know, I've had my ear tuned to the issues that I talk about in this book for a very long time. So, um, you know, I collected a lot of different stories and a different angles on what I call the rough patch. Right. So let's get into that. So what are some common rough patches that people experience? Well, the main point I try to make is that if you're in a long-term intimate relationship, you are going to have a rough patch or rough patches probably, and that it's completely expectable and normal. And, um, so I write about a lot of different facets or a little, lot of different problems people confront. A lot of them are familiar to people who have been in long-term relationships, problems with money, problems with children, problems with extramarital affairs or crushes, um, just the normal issues of kind of getting older and health and how you deal with living with another person you're getting old with, the empty nest. I mean, there's so many different things that if you're in a long relationship, you're going to go through together. And the book is really about helping you think about how to navigate them in a, in a, in a way that feels loving and healthy and positive. Just from my own experience, I lost my dad a couple years ago, and there are different things that you go through. Your parents get older, they get sick, they pass Mm -hmm. away. Your kids go through different things. There's so many challenging uh, factors. Right, and so when we as humans get anxious, which we always do with our kids, with our parents, it's part of life, right? Stress is part of life. It's very natural and very human to turn to the person who's your biggest support, namely your spouse, and dump on them or blame them or feel that they're adding to your stress. And so the core, the heart of this book is talking about what we now know about emotion and about emotion in relationships and helping people to really grapple with this very human tendency we have to sort of feel our spouse is our own worst enemy when we're in a stressful place and to, to actually find a way to relate in an emotionally skillful way that can help us feel connected and feel a team in confronting, you know, what is basically life, which is, you know, problems with your kids, problems with your parents, problems with money, etc. Right, right. So what is it about midlife where, you know, people want to go get a Harley? <laughs> yeah, right. So I um, talk a lot about, I have a chapter called the Br- A Brief History of the Midlife Crisis, because I'm trying to talk about a moment in life where people feel, okay, I've built, I've built the structure, right? I've, I've picked a partner. I've decided where to live. I've, I've found gainful employment. Maybe I've had some kids. The structure's in place, but I'm feeling lost or empty or dead or, um, you know, I don't feel everything's going right inside. And that's something I see a lot in my therapy practice, and people sort of feel, why aren't I happy? Um, and I believe that the, the the main thing that's going on there is that people have a lot of baggage and a lot of wounds from their own past that are now 
needing to be reckoned with. And the place we reckon with those are in our intimate relationships. You know, whatever happened in your family of origin that didn't go well, you're probably going to play it out with your spouse. You probably even picked your spouse unconsciously, partly due to what went well and what didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And so I see marriage as this incredible opportunity, if you, can, if you can hold on and try to work through your own issues, uh, not to say they always work, not to say they always should work, but there are a lot of things that you can do to heal yourself and to grow in the context of learning how to be intimate with another person. And that's kind of what the book tries to help people with. You have some really great chapters. How did you decide to organize it in this way? Well, my vision when I first had the idea for this, and uh, it came out of the experience of talking to people, talking to friends, talking to, to patients, you know, people are sometimes in crisis. You know, they're, 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 they fall in love with someone who's not their spouse. They're terrified that, you know, they have a drinking problem or their spouse does. And I wanted people to come to this book feeling, where's the part that's about what I need help with right now? Mm-hmm. So the chapters are really about different topics that people might feel, I have a need and I need help with this problem. And then, you know, there are a lot of different problems in the book, and there's sort of an overarching discussion of emotion and emotional development. But I wanted people to feel like it was a real resource for them, you know, with whatever they're dealing with right in front of them today. So do you think bad marriages really can be made better? I mean, how, how do people know when it's time to throw in the towel versus, you know what, I think I can work on this? Well, you know, in a way, the whole book is about that exact question. And anybody who's lived for 35 or 40 or 50 years knows life is unsimple. Mm-hmm. And we're always conflicted and we're always ambivalent. That's the nature of being a human being. So there's no easy checklist, you know, if this, if that, if this, if that. The book is really a, a, a kind of trying to lead you through a journey of trying to think about what can I change, what do I want to change, what about this situation is something I need to work on in myself, what is something that I can't really change another person I don't even want to try. So, in fact, a lot of people have come to me since I've written this book for therapy to try to work out this question. You know, they've, they've said, hey, this book really speaks to me, and we're trying to figure out where to, whether to stay together. So the book is partly trying to help you really grapple in a deep and serious way with that question and feel you sort of have a companion in the journey because it can feel very lonely to be in that place. I really can. And, you you know, you think maybe you're one of your only people that are going through this, but there's a lot of people that maybe they just don't talk about it. Right. I think marriages, for a good reason, people feel, you know, they should sort of not you know, tell their best friend about it or tell their mom about it. Um, and when they do, that creates its own complications. So I think people do feel very alone, and they also feel very to blame. You know, if I could just suck it up and put one foot in front of the other and stop being so sensitive, that's something people were often told as kids when they felt hurt or pain, oh, don't be so sensitive. So they bring that into the marriage. Maybe their spouse is telling them that. And this book is really trying to give permission to to, to, to feel your feelings and to try to connect with your authentic self and see if there's a way to um, have a marriage that's fulfilling. You know, because right. I, we live a long time these days, and divorce is not tabooed the way it was 100 years ago. And so there are a lot of choices people have. And I'm really, but people feel a lot of conflict. They want to keep an intact family. They want to work it out with a person they committed themselves to, and yet they may be feeling they're starving emotionally. And so this book is really for that place. And I, I like this chapter, Alcohol and Other Attempted Escapes, because I think about the fact I don't even drink. 
anymore. Mm-hmm. And I used to drink in college. And mm-hmm. and I like having a sober relationship and having fun, even if it's, you know, having a really low-key dinner. I'm, I feel like you have to really be able to get along with your spouse doing mm-hmm. the simplest of things, being mm-hmm. the most sober. Yeah, so I think one thing I talk about in this chapter, because as we know, you know, drinking and drug use is 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 all over the place, and mm-hmm. people do use it to sort of soften the edges and try to feel a little less irritability and a little less conflict. You know, so there are reasons that people are drawn to it, even if it's not a full-blown addiction or, you know, substance abuse problem. Right. And yet it can be a slippery slope because it, these substances do disconnect us from people. And so it's a way to disengage, and that begins to have its own problems. So as you're saying, you know, if if you don't go down that road, you know, you have to deal with what's in front of you emotionally, and that can be hard for a lot of reasons. But if you do, <laughs> there's a lot of rewards to it and, and a lot more closeness. Right. I feel like I really learned so much from bad relationships, mm-hmm. what not to do in my marriage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I think where I, one thing I I say to young people is I think it's important to learn the skill of being able to leave a relationship because I see people in midlife who you know for various reasons they were very shy or they're very anxious or someone seemed to pursue them and they sort of get into a relationship that they almost sometimes feel they didn't completely choose. Um, and then they're kind of like, who am I and what am I doing? Right. And I think it's a really important life skill, um, especially in this day and age where we do live so long and we do often have more than one relationship, to be able to assess it and say, is this something that's healthy for me and to be able to leave? And that can be wrenching and difficult for young people. I have young adult children, I know. Yeah. But I think being able to do that can help you really be more intentional in, in sort of how you want to live you know, and, and, and act in a long-term relationship. What are some other things you would like uh, the readers to take away from this book? Well, you know, um, I went into writing this book with a slightly more naive view than I have now, which was that if people work hard enough on themselves, they can probably work out their relationship. And that's not always true because it takes two to tango and there are two people who are, yeah. who are making their own choices. But I do have to say, in my work as a therapist over 25 years and in writing this book, the key, the wonder drugs to a good relationship, I believe, is each person has self-awareness and self-responsibility. In other words, they can say, I know what I'm doing that's difficult for you or that's destructive, and I'm working on changing it. And you would be amazed, and it's heartbreaking, to see a couple in my office who are struggling with their problems. And if they can't get in touch with just saying, I'm sorry for what I did, or, you know, I realize I'm a piece of work. That's all it takes for the other person to feel hope and closeness, even if all the problems persist. And that is the hardest thing for some people to do, and it's tragic. So if you're a person who finds you can't apologize or you really can't see your own role in things, that's the place to target your efforts if you're trying to keep this relationship going. Right. No, it takes work, and you have to be honest with yourself and your behavior. And it's not always easy to do that, and I'm trying to help people in this book to figure out how to do that if it's hard for them. How did this become your passion, your line of work? Well, I've always been fascinated with people. I've even always been fascinated with marriage since I was a little girl. My parents divorced when I was eight, so I became fascinated with, you know, 
I mean, my, I got a Ph.D. in psychology. I've been a therapist for almost 30 years. Um, but I'm fascinated with relationships and intimate relationships and why they work and why they don't. Did you feel when you were younger that you, were, you had this inner strength? Or, I mean, this is very personal. Or were you very sad about the divorce? Oh, I, I think parental divorce is, um, even under the best of circumstances, extraordinarily difficult for people. I mean, there are definitely better ways to do it and worse ways to do it, and we've all seen both. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, often those childhood experiences are what sort of orient you to what you, you care about, you know. And I really, you know, I'm a bit of an intellectual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really interested in thinking about problems. And um, so I feel like I've lived it from the inside and the outside. I mean, I've got a great 27-year marriage now. Um, you know, I've been wow. in a lot of therapy myself. Yeah. I, you know, observe people. I lived through my parents' divorce, and I feel like I... I learned a lot, and I want to share what I've learned because I've really made it my kind of life's work to think about these issues. Fantastic. So where can people find out more about you, Daphne? Well, I have a website, DaphneDeMarnes.com. Even if you misspell my name, you'll probably find me on Google. (laughs) (laughs) And then the book is called The Rough Patch. Uh, And so if you Googled that, you'd also find me. Fantastic. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. Oh, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Daphne DeMarneff calling in to talk about her latest book, The Rough Patch, Marriage and the Art of Living Together. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I'm on Twitter if you want to follow me at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM or on Instagram at KUCI-FM. Tumblr, which is blog.kuci.org. Facebook, we're at KUCI 88.9. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E at KUCI.org. We're going to take a little break, and then I have lots more planned. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.